Welcome to the Education, Career, and Beyond podcast. We've combined life experience with young adult drive and ambition. Are you just starting to college plan? Did you finish your education and wonder, now what? Join us in this lively discussion about the topics you need to know to create the next stage of your life's dreams, careers, finances, education, and more. Brought to you by Voice for Heroes 501c3. Welcome to another incredible episode of the Education, Career, and Beyond podcast. And I say that every episode is special, but I swear, pick this one, pick this one, because we have the amazing Miss Catherine Lang. And if you don't know who she is, Google right now, push pause on the podcast, Google, and then come back because she is the reigning Miss California. And she is amazing dynamic on the inside as she is stunning on the outside. And Ed and Capri and I have the honor of being with her today. So welcome, Catherine. Thanks for having me. I feel so happy to be here. <laughs> well, you have such an incredible background. If you could touch a little bit, especially because of our listening audience being such young adults, on the educational piece of your background, and then just share kind of what you went through on the process with your education first. Yeah, absolutely. So I am a proud Trojan alumni of USC, University of Southern California. I graduated in May of 2021 with a degree in international relations global business. Um, much to my surprise freshman year, I realized IR was not actually all about traveling the world and debt setting. There's a lot of papers involved, um, but I really loved how much it really taught me the importance of like, critical thinking and being able to dilute you know, very, very complicated information and just pick out the very golden pieces of it and be able to explain it in very simple terms. Um, and then I've applied my education actually not in the traditional diplomacy IR route, but I've then gone on to private wealth management um, at a Fortune 500 financial institution um, where I still kind of work with international clients and read through a lot of heavy documents and try to boil it down to simple terms um, for our clients there. So very grateful for my education. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Capri, did you digest all of that? <laughs> Um, I heard USC and as someone who kind of went through the whole college application process not too long ago, that's incredible. That's like one of the hardest schools to get into. I'm sure it was then it is always a top school. So it's really interesting to like hear about how that happened and worked out for you and that like you succeeded in going there. So that's really oh, motivating. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And congratulations on making it to the light of the other tunnel. <laughs> college apps. I yeah. definitely don't miss that part of applying. Mm -hmm. <laughs> also for all our listeners, thank to them. They just finished that too. So that's yeah. true. That's true. And the fact that you're already working in wealth management and already in your career is just so impressive. How has that transition been for you having all the years of education, 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 and then stepping mm -hmm. now into the business world as a young woman, especially in such a, a high, powerful energy, lot of pressure, very male dominated <laughs> sphere. What's that like for you? Oh my gosh. There's, I guess there's so much to unfold in that, but I really think it's similar to uh, drinking from a fire hose, quite frankly. I think, you know, your education, it'll teach you all the structure and the theory of it. But until you actually kind of step into the ring, like no one actually really prepares you for, uh, for that role. But I think I'm actually very grateful for the job that I'm in right now because it's taught me the importance of, you know, attention to detail, not only for your clients and because these people are 
you know, individuals who have founded companies, accumulated billions of dollars over their lifetime and really risked it all um, just to have a young money manager like myself or an analyst uh, be able to help them out with their financial goals and such that they can sleep at night peacefully. Um, but on a more personal note, you know, it's taught me the importance of financial literacy and being, you know, financially literate for myself. Um, something, you know, going back to the previous question, I'm very proud of the fact that I graduated college debt free. And for anyone who knows, wow. USC is a pretty expensive place. Um, but part of my goal going into USC was being able to afford most of my college education myself. So um, I did a couple of scholarship programs, which I'm sure we'll touch on later. But yes. I was able to, able to pay off my entire first year of USC all by myself. And then throughout my four years, received a presidential merit scholar, which means cutting my tuition in half, which is very, very nice <laughs> in this day and age. Um, but I think, you know... Thank you. The priest's like, oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm yeah. sure you got this though. Yeah. And I think in terms of like technical skills that it carried over from USC, I think USC was really a breeding ground for creativity and just pushing the bounds of what I was comfortable with. Um, I'm by nature a very introverted person and very shy. So I like to have my actions speak for themselves. But I learned at USC through, you know, like Trojan Pride and getting involved in. Um, all of the school activities, you really just have to, minor plug, fight on and just, you know, holler it from, from your heart. Um, and I really carried that kind of spirit into my work. Um, because like you said, being in a male dominated industry, it can be tough to, you know, like yes. put your voice out there, especially in a conference room. Um, and I worked on a team of 13 guys. So let's just say heels and um, work dresses were not a very common thing there. Right. <laughs> That's a lot of pressure. And I see your wheels spinning. Oh, they're always spinning. Um, I I got to tell you, you know, the typical conversation when you have Miss California on your screen is to talk about that. I yeah, have no. zero interest in that conversation. I take the part of the conversation I am interested in, though. I saw on Facebook that you were a CEO for a month. And yeah. I'm kind of curious... A, how'd that happen? And what did you learn from that experience? In terms of how that happened, the power of Instagram algorithms for pushing that ad out to me. Um, <laughs> you know, I think it's a really great testament like to this whole idea that I advocate for throughout my year in this California and frankly throughout my life of just being, you know, your own champion of courage. I think sometimes in our education, education system we always wait for opportunities to be handed to us or to be presented to us by a teacher who says you know like you're qualified for this why don't you give it a go mm. um but so much about you know being involved in the miss america system the ceo for one month and even my work now is about just you know kind of diving off the deep end and hoping that you'll be able to float um but I love the program CEO for one month um, for context for the audience. It's a one month program and scholarship organization um, that's run by the ADECA group, which is one of the world's largest staffing talent and recruitment solutions group. Uh, so they staff all major fortune 500 companies. And I had the privilege for a month to be able to shadow and offer my voice and opinion at a table of CC executives. Wow. Um, I got invited to a board meeting um, with Karun Raposh, who was heading the U.S. division or U.S. and America's division. And 
you know, I thought I was just there to listen in and hear these major conversations and decisions about you know, hiring and um, headcount issues at all different companies. But she asked me what my opinion was and how we can make the workforce a better place. Um, wow. and I'm very proud to say that actually quite a few of the projects that I pitched were actually now included um, as a part of the ADECO grain. So just very grateful for that. And I think it just comes to show that, you know, the idea of a CEO is not, you know, your typical, um, you know, very stiff suit sitting in a 53 story building on a gold or ivory tower, but it really can just be, you know, like a young kid sitting in her SF apartment um, and working out of a laptop, work from home. So I think it really sparks that entrepreneurial spirit. Very cool. Um, speaking of entrepreneurial spirit and sparks, I'm also curious about, you said earlier that you were an introvert. So I'm always curious about, <laughs> um, introverts in general, cause I am one too, but, um, oh, yeah. mentoring, how did you, who was, I noticed in like, um, I saw on your Facebook, you thanked a bunch of people, right? And I'm curious yeah. how, who had the most impact earlier when you were younger, that kind of gave you the courage to get out of that uncomfortable introverted role and really assert yourself is there any one or two mm. people that you can attest to and what what do they do to help you yeah it's a cliche answer but definitely my family i think i don't want that answer i want a different oh, answer okay, okay. <laughs> well, failed that question. well and to sidebar and just so you know as the reigning miss california which we are going to talk about her entire slogan is being the champion of courage so please continue your answer uh, no I would pressure. say first and foremost, no pressure my at family. All. <laughs> well, I'm <sweating> here, <laughs> but um, definitely my family. I think because they know you, they know you best, and sometimes can help to see you um, when you can't see yourself. But I think going back to that point, you know, my organization when I participated for the first time ever in a pageant, mind you, I was as much of a tomboy as you could possibly get. Um, but at 13 years old, I stepped into the world of Miss America and, you know, this organization, an entire committee of people never knew who I was up until two months ago, took a chance on me and said, you know what, you're going to be the teen representative of Sonoma County and you're going to be an advocate for making a difference in community service projects. Um, so quite literally just pushing me onto that stage and giving me these opportunities to stand in front of rotaries and, you know, executives who are probably two or three times my age, I think I just overcame that that sense of fear because I just realized everyone just wanted to hear your story and your genuine self rather than this picture perfect answer. You really were kind of pushed there, weren't you? Like here you go. Yeah. <laughs> Quite <laughs> literally an orientation. Yeah, an orientation. Um I hate to say it, but I think my parents quite literally dragged me to orientation and made me like put on a dress and I sat in the very far back corner, like as far away from anyone else as you can possibly get. And I did not say a word, um, but to this day, I'm very grateful that they did. <laughs> wow. That's fascinating wow. to me. So you've got family on one side, encouraging you, pushing you, dragging you, whichever way you want to categorize <laughs> it. Was there yeah. any other, anybody else like in your educators or yeah. anybody else that was able to really empower you in a way that you didn't think was possible? Absolutely. There's one individual that comes to mind and kind of crazy i've only known him for about less than a year but his name is francis kong um and he is actually the the 
lifestyle and personality and interview coach for the Miss Asia Global Program, which is based in San Francisco. Um, and I think his mentorship style is really unique. You know, I've come to him sometimes with really great opportunities and options that have been presented in my life. And I say, you know, which one should I take? And he says, which one do you want to take or which one speaks out to you more? So he really helps, you know, guide me to what I feel like is the right answer, but he never directly tells me uh, what to do. And I feel like that's such a key point in mentorship is, you know, providing your mentee with the life skills and skill sets and emotional intelligence to make their choice on their own two feet but also recognize the potential positive or negative consequences that come with that. Um, because I think, you know, being autonomous and being independent is probably the best thing that we can ever do for ourselves and, and in being our most courageous self, because um, there is really no, no rule book to life. So he really taught me that. Wow. Cool. There's the power statement right there. There's the sizzle yeah. clip. <laughs> Thank you. Well said. I hope that this resonates with so many. If you're if you're listening to this or watching this, taking that to heart, because Catherine, I love how vulnerable you are about how hard this was for you, how far you came from being insecure or not feeling you had that courage to who you are today. I mean, it, you're unrecognizable, probably in your own <laughs> eyes, correct? Yeah, I would say, um, and I hope this doesn't go on for too long, but I would say like my whole mission statement about champion of courage i think sometimes in the pageant world when we are picking a platform to advocate for throughout our year it's always an external uh cause for example um you know veterans or you know people with disabilities or you know health mental health awareness these are all incredible causes to back um, but i think when it's incredibly personal then your story just becomes that much more vivid and much more relatable to people um, so my whole journey throughout my entire life, quite literally, has been about courage, whether it was, you know, learning to pick up the phone and not be afraid of my own voice, stepping up onto that stage, um, overcoming being, you know, a wildfire survivor or developing an autoimmune disorder and then now working in a very cutthroat industry. Like all of that, I think, is underlined by this idea of choosing courage over fear every single day. Wow. wow. Capri, how much can you relate to that? That's just, I, yeah, it's really, especially because I feel like right now I'm in a stage of my life where it's like, oh, now I get to be my own person apart from like what people in my community thought of me or like my parents and whatnot. It's really interesting just to see like how my confidence is growing and changing. So yeah, yeah I'm sure you went through like the same when you went to college. I think this is a good segue to kind of talk a little bit more about um, your pageant experience just because it is so interesting and I don't think that like that many or that many Americans or just people can relate to like this experience so it's really interesting to learn about would you like to tell us more yeah so pageants is a very small world and also something mm -hmm. really hard to explain you know so many people have asked like oh do you just get dressed up and wear like a fashion crown and pretend like you're royalty i'm like not quite no ed uh, does that i know you don't I but that's what ed does up, right <laughs> i didn't want to upstage you so i took my <laughs> crown and my sash off so i you I'm know so grateful <laughs> so kind oh my gosh that's humility at its finest i love it i love it um but i like to say i like think that the you know the clown and sash is almost like a beacon for you know something that you're really passionate about um so for me obviously it's about courage but i think also an opportunity to 
on a personal level to grow yourself and put yourself in situations you never thought you would have access to. Um, for example, like I've gone to many major conferences with sponsors like the American Pistachio Growers, with Ghirardelli, with Allbirds, to be able to speak with their executives um, when I never thought that I'd even be able to email them or even know who these executives mm. are. But I think it's just the power of the crown and sash is to get your foot through the door. Um, but it's up to you on a personal level to be able to pitch yourself and maintain and you know grow those relationships. So I think it definitely is an enabler. Um, so I'm very grateful for that. <laughs> That's incredible. I was going to ask this as like a wrap-up question, but I think now might be a good time for it. Mm-hmm. What? So you're just talking about like getting your foot in the door. What advice do you have to your like younger self about looking for these mentor mentee relationships and like asking for more things that um, you want for yourself and just kind of having like giving yourself the courage to be able to ask for what you want. Yeah. No, this is actually a question I've been asking myself a lot recently because I'm thinking about making, you know, a career uh, transformation, but I think Mm -hmm. it's when you reach out to your mentors, it's not what should I do? Um, but what life experiences have they had that you could potentially relate to? I think, you know, I've been able and, you know, had the opportunity to speak with so many different people across different industries. And, you know, you could ask them, you know, what's a typical day in your life? Or what does your work consist of? Or what do you love about your work? Um, but I think our generation has really started to emphasize on this idea that work and life are inseparable. So how do you want to build the life that you want? Um, not the work that you want and then build your life around that. So I think mentorship when I, you know, when you reach out to mentors, it's really about, you know, what is their lifestyle? Are they, you know, happily married and going on vacation and being able to create new memories with their family, but also being able to build a company and build themselves and a culture that they love? Or are they, you know, 40, 50 plus sitting alone on a Thursday night, drinking a glass of wine and not going out and growing themselves. And then the next morning, just waking up and doing the same thing. Um, you know, there's nothing wrong with it, but I think my personality itself really wants that sense of, you know, adventure and curiosity and growth. So I think that's so important, especially when you are a mentee, to seek out mentors that demonstrate growth and resilience and the ability to be flexible and change, um, even if they are much older than you. Wow. That's great advice. What would you advise, Catherine, a young girl that's looking at pageants as an option? Because I know there are beautiful advantages, some that you've just described, definitely, yeah. about mentoring and putting yourself out there in front of corporations you wouldn't meet, utilizing this to expand your network at such an early start. What would you advise yeah. to any young girls looking at this? Because they, they probably don't understand all that's involved. Yeah. What would you tell them if they were wanting to even be interested in going that direction? Oh, gosh. In the words of Ava, take a chance on me. Um, (laughs) But I think take a chance on yourself, you know, because this is probably the safest environment that you can grow yourself in, you know. And it's also done in such a multidimensional way. You don't have to just be, you know, great at piano or dance. And you don't just have to be a good student or a good community member. You can be, be all of the above. Um, and I think for, you know, both a young girl and her parents, 
scholarships is always such a huge pitch because, you know, education is one of the greatest gifts that you can give yourself and to be able to afford education and not have, you know, the price tag way over your head is an added bonus. Um, but I think, like you said, it is about the life skills that you gain. They are unparalleled. Um, in my industry in private wealth, you know, as analysts, we're, we're always hired for our technical ability and our ability to crank out numbers and reviews and excel um, and execute trades perfectly. But no one is ever going to teach you the emotional intelligence skill sets that you need to be able to relate, relate to a client and get them to mm. trust you with millions and billions of dollars. So I think that's what pageants do is get people to trust you and learn how to share your story so that you can better relate to other people. Wow. Ed, she struck gold with all of this. This is so much of what we talk about on every episode, on yeah. finding these resources, bettering our, ourselves as we grow into our careers or going through even the education process. It's it's incredible the way you've just described the evolution of that process to where you are today. Yeah, and I'd like to kind of piggyback on Capri's question. I hate to go back to this, but I'm going to because I think it's, it's germane <laughs> to a lot of young ladies you said you work in a male-dominated industry and you're an mm -hmm. introvert. Those mm -hmm. two pieces can push somebody away as opposed to attracting them to a challenge like that. Mm -hmm. For a young woman who's trying to find her voice or a young lady who's uh, maybe a little shy or introverted, what kind of advice might you give her in terms of getting, like I always say, getting comfortable being uncomfortable? What was some things that would help her to get out there and kind of see some of the success you've been able to see and get past that, I would call it a challenge of just being maybe insecure or not comfortable with who you are quite yet. Oh, so I actually just recently read a book. It's actually by Michelle Obama and it's called The Light We Carry. And one I'm sorry, the... her name is what again? I don't, <laughs> I don't... I don't know. She might've been the first lady at some point. Hang in on, US let me write that down. How do you spell... Obama. It's okay, Ed. I'll send you a link. We'll get you up to date. <laughs> sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead, Catherine. Sorry. Um, but the book that she recently wrote, The Light We Carry, I think one of the most resounding points that she made is that our differences are our strongest assets. You know, I think throughout our entire life, our society tries to push us into a certain mold or certain categories or definitions. You know, um, you know, as a young girl, I think sometimes we can see ourselves like our personality traits of you know being tall being a woman being a woman of color as the things that might deter people from us but honestly if you already have these qualities you're already a standout so you might as well leverage them as your assets rather than your burden um so you know you know in this industry right like being a young woman i definitely went through that point where i said you know i'm just a girl so you know i don't really have a voice when it compares right. to my more senior male bosses, right? I don't have a beard that I can grow to show that I've like stood the test of time. But I think you don't want one. Okay. Keep it keep it nice and clean. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it's because you already look so different and you you know, your voice is different, your personality is different, the way you approach situations or conflict is different. It's precisely those differences that make you, you know, the anomaly in the group and the change makers. So I think for a young woman, it's just being able to see that as an asset and not a burden. 
That's fantastic. Um, I have a, I'm going to shift gears on you uh, just because I would consider you uh, in the public eye based on not only what you've done a little bit, a little bit with Miss California, but also because you're a wealth manager. I'm kind of curious how you balance your personal life and professional life when it comes to social media. So oh, I've gosh, seen you on there and you've done some things and you're, you know, celebrating your achievements. Where do you draw that line where, because it's another thing that I think young women when they're younger probably should give a little bit more attention to. Where do you find that line between what you're willing to give and let people see versus mm -hmm. what you type, keep to yourself to make sure that you've got that balance between social and professional? That is a great question. I know. I think I've always seen social media as a time capsule for myself and to see my personal transformation. If you scroll way, way, way back into Facebook, I have a very humbling reminder every single year around March of the first ever appearance that I did as Miss Sonoma County's Outstanding Scene. Um, I think recently was my nine-year anniversary, and Lord help this younger version of myself. I showed up with no makeup. My hair was, like, flicked back because I had just come from swim practice, so it was, like, chlorinated and wet, and then I had my crown, and then the most odd color combination possible um so you know social media is a very powerful humbling reminder um but the point being is that i like to leverage social media as my time capsule and it's not meant for other people so how i want to see myself is how it, exactly how i portray myself on social media mm -hmm. i will be the first to admit i am horrible at taking instagram photos i'm not picture perfect um, I'm not fashionable. I suck at makeup. So like, <laughs> these are all things that I kind of just show online. And I think keeping that authenticity is so, so, so important. Um, you know, part of my courage chats or my champions of courage chats, I teach three power words, which is being audaciously authentic in order to be an advocate for yourself. And it takes courage to be authentic, but you have to be authentic to be courageous. So they can't be mutually exclusive. Um, so I think that really starts with how you speak to yourself, how you see yourself. And then social media is just a visible, you know, rap sheet for other people to be able to view. But it, it shouldn't be used in a way um, to create this illusion that, you know, your life is perfect. Um, yeah. Very so good. well said. Very good. Um, I have another question if you want to entertain one, another one. Oh, uh, <laughs> first of all, we'll see you next week. I want to go back to USC for a second. Uh, oh. Capri talked about the process, right? And mm -hmm. you made a comment like, man, I'm glad that's in the rearview mirror. <laughs> I'm curious because one of the things that we talk about is what you do before the application process is going to define whether or not you're a candidate that they're going to look at seriously. Mm. And I don't know if you remember, and you don't have to get into the details, but you are you're going to be asked to write some things, right? You're going to be asked mm -hmm. to write a personal statement, um, and then you're going to get into a whole bunch of questions about how you define <laughs> yourself. I'm just curious, when you were going through that, were you like, oh, I got this because you've accomplished a number of things 
or or maybe the better question is what did you write about what did you have what experiences did you have to draw on that made you a candidate that they looked at seriously and obviously that you got in and graduated from USC oh gosh condensing your life into 600 words was so easy yeah um, easy cake. <laughs> yeah so my college application process i think was particularly difficult because i had so many vast and you know seemingly different interests, right? So I grew up as a classical ballerina, a competitive swimmer, a classical pianist, a American style ballroom dancer. I love photography. I love baking, but I was oh. an introvert. So like all of these oh my don't God. really mesh, right? Um, and I think a perfect example is my junior year. I actually almost ended up going to the United States Naval Academy, um, more so on a bet with myself because Everyone was like, you're a dancer. There's no way you can survive training. So I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to prove you wrong. So I ended up going to training, loved it, because it's just the sheer adrenaline of being challenged both physically and mentally and emotionally. Um, I think really proved to myself for the first time that I did not want my college essay to just be about one or one or the other topic, right? I wanted all of these to amalgamate and make me the whole complete picture of who Catherine was in 600 um, so words in 600 words. Oh my gosh. It let's just say there was a lot of cutting and editing and late night hair pulling, but <laughs> I think at the end of the day, it's just at that time I wanted to prove that, you know, the only person that could define my own limits was myself. And I was not going to let, I was sure as heck not going to let anyone else say that for me. Um, and in my essay, I distinctly remember making a comparison of, you know, my former Navy SEAL swim coach telling me, you know, you can't dance. And then my Russian ballet teacher saying, you know, if you swim, you're going to get really muscular and beefy. And I managed to be able to dance and swim for most of my life. So I think my whole life has been about, you know, defying the odds. So that was my, Boom. that was the core and essence of my essay at that time. You proved them wrong. Great job. Yeah. What if it all goes right? <laughs> exactly. That's a great way of putting it. Because we always fixate on the idea of what if it goes wrong? We come up with 110 reasons of why it won't work out. But what about that 111th reason of why it can? So, yeah. I love it. I absolutely love this conversation. Um, I knew you guys were going to love her. Am I right? Oh, <laughs> <You're> <laughs> so right. <sweet. laughs> Amy, thing wrong. Uh, no, I, a lot, but uh, poor thing. She was, she was trapped in the car with me. So she had no choice, <laughs> but for us oh to God, connect, we had a beautiful, wonderful day together. I know. And I was so thankful she agreed to be with us. And I knew that, that both of you were just going to be so wowed and, um, have so many great questions. This is just such a beautiful privilege to hear her story like this. Yeah. Thank you you also said one other thing, and I think this would also be important for young ladies. You, I maybe I heard this wrong. You can correct me if I heard it wrong. Which is, you're going through a, you're redefining your future, like you're mm -hmm. trying to make other things happen. I'm kind of curious if you can talk about a what's going, th what that process is like, and b what does the future look like for you, Catherine? Yeah. So this is actually a conversation I had with um, Francis, my mentor that I mentioned before. You know, he's the one who actually helped me define what my champion word was. And I think 
you know, for anyone going through that college application process or quite frankly, applying for anything, defining what your champion word is, but what your champion word is can be so empowering because um, you said, you know, like what, what is it that you advocate for? And I said, you know, I want to be a girl boss and all about women in finance. And he's like, okay, so are you just a finance girl? And I was like, well, no, like I, I love doing all of these other things. So he said, okay, you're not a champion of finance or of women in finance only. That is one element, but how can we boil that down into a single word that really encapsulates your entire life? Um, and that'll change throughout your, you know, the, throughout the course of your life. At the time when I was applying for colleges, it was defying the odds. Now it's about being a champion of courage. Um, you know, and now I've been very lucky to be able to have had a year out of college and a year of work experience. And I'm, I think I'm trying to redefine that again, you know, right now I'm actually, um, in the midst of prepping for the oh so lovely GMAT. So uh, very similar to Capri, I'm probably going to be back in the application process. So Ed, it, don't mind me if I email you one day and say I need some help and mentorship. <laughs> um, but he guys, is the best. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like I've just reached a point where I've gotten so comfortable that it feels uncomfortable. It feels like life is just going a little bit too smoothly and things are coming a little bit you know I feel like at times I'm taking things for granted for how much I should be working for it so I think it's time to challenge myself again and you know push the envelope of what Catherine can do so right now throughout my head I'm thinking you know I love San Francisco but I've never been able to explore incorporating my culture and my heritage into my career so is the next move potentially going to school and working abroad in a foreign country where I frankly, I know the language um, conversationally, but on a business level, have no idea how to do that. It doesn't scare me, but it more excites me. So I think that excitement mixed with ever so slight amounts of anxiety is like an indication that I'm making the right move. <laughs> that is that awesome. Is, I love how she's what wired. a growth mindset right there. Right? I love how she's <laughs> wired. Like that's that perfect programming you just want to take and clone and plug into those that need it oh gosh i don't know yeah. if it's that or just perpetually caffeinated <laughs> <laughs> it helps so. capri i i i love how she brought this to light because i think this for you especially where you're at in your first year at purdue what would your word mm -hmm. be and what's it going to be three four years from now a great question we got to find out what your word is and we're going to let yeah. Catherine know what that is Trust me, it's not, we'll a, bring it it's back. not a three-minute thing. I right. probably talked with Francis for a good six straight hours just to figure wow. that out. So, oh. yeah. Yes. Do, then <laughs> it, does the word nice. martini, is that allowed, or do I have to go with something a little bit more deep? <laughs> oh, I mean... <laughs> just kidding. On the weekend, perhaps? <laughs> no, I know my word is limitless. I know it. I know oh, that is the oh, word that's, I, I use it in every interview as well, just to be limitless, take those limits off. So I know my word right now is limitless. I, I do know that. that. I was joking about the martini, although they are nice. I don't know. She said You're just multidimensional. <laughs> Catherine said sitting in a dark drinking wine constituted a loser, so I got to go fix that. That's what I did like, last dang night. it. <laughs> I use those words exactly, but. <laughs> I paraphrase, Catherine. <laughs> 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 Ed, what's your word? You know what? Um, it's funny because I think, like Catherine, I'm kind of redefining that right now. I'm nice. I'm in a, I'm in this transition 
place and I'm trying to figure some of those things out. And it's, it's, uh, there's some anxiety and there's a lot of stress and there's a lot of stretching and being comfortable, being uncomfortable. Um, I don't know if I have that word yet, but I definitely, I'm going to write that down and try to narrow that focus. So I think, um, you know, us introverts, those of you out there and on this interview, you know, we 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 have limited energy. And when we give it out, we need to go have a glass of wine and sit in the corner and kind of recharge uh, or martini. I don't judge. Um, <laughs> One in each hand. It's those moments where you're depleted and you can kind of just take a moment to meditate on that. Think about it. Process that. Uh, yeah, it's a journey. I'm 54 years old and I'm going through it. I think if you don't go through it on a regular basis, I think Catherine summarized it, you, it, it's, you start to become mundane and you lose sure. purpose. And when that happens, the light starts to go out from your eyes. It just You just have succumbed to circumstances. And those are the opportunities you have to fight through and make choices about what you want to do moving forward. So I'm in that. That's a great right message. It's 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 exciting and that's why we do this, right? So I get inspired by young people and hopefully some of the things that we talk about as adults can, you know, Catherine talks about her mentor and being able her to him to work on her and to get her to a place where the lights go on and she can take the next step. It's easy to tell somebody what they should do. It's more difficult to get them to go through the process and to refine and to refine and to refine until they have that epiphany or that breakthrough. And then it's limitless. You can do whatever you want. So yes, I think uh, Catherine, I think we're going to be retaining Catherine to be coaching the three of us. I think we're actually going to turn this around here. Maybe some follow-up sessions would be really helpful. (laughs) I'll buy it. We are going to be looking for a new co-host soon. So, you know. (laughs) Her plate's a little full right now, but we would love it. That's not what I heard. What I heard was she's got plenty of time and would love to give back. All right, well, can we, yeah, Catherine, you have a seat in this show anytime you want to. You'll just Absolutely. have the link. We'll make sure you know it. <laughs> Absolutely. No, but, like, I think I'm, you know, I'm learning so much, actually, just even being on this podcast. I think, like, Ed summarized it perfectly. It's just, you know, like, you stop growing when you just stop having that desire to learn from other people. Um, and I think it's, like, when you have fear and anxiety about a certain issue or something in your life or a choice that you have to make, it's a good thing because that just means you care um if yeah. you didn't have anxiety that just means you know maybe you're not stretching to your fullest potential or maybe you're just doing the same thing and but just doing it in different fonts or different different languages but yeah fear mixed with anxiety and anticipation just means that's an opportunity to grow um yeah, yeah. Wow. that's really that's really wow. well said i really somebody, well said Somebody kind of explained to me, it's like being Tarzan in the jungle. You have to let go of one vine when you're reaching out for the other one. Because if you hold on to both of them at the same time, you're not going anywhere. So you have to be able to reach and then let go and just keep swinging through until you get where you want to go. And then you start that process all over again. I love that. Oh, my gosh. Good one. Okay. I, never I said knew somebody to told Tarzan. me that. I made that up. That was he me. Did. I came that's, up with that. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Since you like it, that was me. In the no, but that's, words of Ed. <laughs> yeah, that's why you talk to people because they give you perspective and perspective sometimes allows you to adjust your thinking. 
And sometimes the hardest part is when somebody's leaning on you, like your parents were like, go do it. You need that sometimes. As you get older, more mature, what you need more is just guidance and direction because you're already moving. You just got to continue moving in a direction. Got to change your trajectory a bit. Trajectory. I like that. Nice. Love it. Pri, are you feeling like ready to just take on the next three years now? Yeah. So (laughs) motivated. So inspired. I'm ready for everything. Not anything, but everything. Let's run through some walls. <laughs> what an incredible time together. This is this is memorable does not s- sum it up correctly. This was really fantastic. Thank you. Catherine, Thank it was you wonderful to me. meet you. Thanks for being on. Oh my gosh. It was such an honor and you know, like I feel so happy to meet you all. And I actually learned a lot from all three of you. So where can everyone that. follow you, Catherine? How can all of our amazing listeners and viewers find you and, and follow you? Yeah, I think the easiest one would be on Instagram. It's Catherine underscore Y underscore Liang, L-I-A-N-G. Um, if you want positive content, then you can go to Miss America CA on Instagram. But I have you know website, YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook. So like reach out. I love meeting new people. It's probably one of my new favorite activities. Oddly contrasting my introvert energy. Um, but well, those links yeah. are all in the show notes. So you can just look in the show notes. However you're watching or viewing this, those links are there so you can reach out. Awesome. Well, thank you again for having me. So much fun. I <laughs> think this conversation on. personifies our show. It did. Education. I'm like ready career. to cry over here. Seriously, I'm ready to cry. Same way I felt when I met oh. her. Honestly. <laughs> career and beyond and by the way you're gonna love this show so you better give it a thumbs up and we have great guests all the time so you should probably subscribe so you can get it on a regular yes. basis and i guarantee you there's somebody you know who needs to hear this so share it with somebody else Catherine, it was an absolute pleasure to have you capri amy oh. wonderful as always that is our episode